So uh, we're going to get right into God's word. Now, if you was not here this morning, uh, I want to say that uh, God gave me this message and uh, I, because of some things I've been wanting to know. And one of them was the secret place. So let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 25, just one verse where we get our subject. Romans chapter 16 and verse 25. This is what I'm giving the people today is what you're going to need for this year. I'm not just giving you something uh, off the top of my head. I'm giving you what you're going to need for this year. What I'm giving you today is what, what God gave you today is going to last you the whole year. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it's going to last you next year. The Bible says heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word will never pass away. All right, so you can, you, can, you can make this right here. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. We're going to give you two verses, 25 and 26. It's on the screen. Let's go. Now to him that's of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. So God gave this word to Paul. Paul said the gospel that he's preaching, it was kept secret. It was kept secret, but now it's revealed. So we got to understand that principle. It was secret, but now it's revealed. So let's go to Psalm 91. Because Paul preached Christ. We gave you a teaching why Paul preached Christ. All right, Psalm 91. All the things I'm giving you is really why Paul preached Christ. I showed you, first of all, he preached Christ because he had to open the eyes of the blind, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God. If you don't preach Christ, it's not going to happen. People are still going to stay in religion, tradition of man, because they do not want Christ. They want religion and tradition of men. So what we have to do is keep preaching Christ because God's word would not return void. It's going to prosper where he sent it. Amen. So in Psalm 91, we're going to get our subject today, just the first verse before we get our subject. And we're asking you, we invite you to read with us every time we have to read the word. It's a chance for you to hear it yourself. Not just I'm saying it, but hear yourself saying it. Psalm 91 and verse 1. We're going to come to your camera, sir. Let's read together. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God told you if you would dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's talking to your soul. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Well, what is the secret place when I ask God? And I'm not like, Lord, what is the secret place? He said, Christ. Said, Christ is God's secret place. Right. Christ is God's secret place. So that's where your soul lives. Say, that's where my soul lives. Right. Now, you have to understand everything else he's giving you that you don't have to worry about your soul because your soul is in the secret place. Your soul is in Christ. Say, my soul lives in Christ, and Christ lives in me. All right, that's why your soul is in a secret place. Nothing can get your soul. Nobody 
can touch your soul. Your soul has been sealed with the Holy Spirit. When you begin to realize that you'll hear this some, you've got to stop worrying about what's going on outside and what they doing and what they doing. You got to understand you are the very house of God. I told you this morning, if you, this morning service, you will get this this morning service. Uh, Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah. We'll see it. Uh, we're going to come back to Psalm 91. Let's go to Isaiah 66 and verse 1. Just one, because there was two questions asked in Isaiah. And uh, we answered both of those today in God's, in this service. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 1. Once the screen come up, I'm ready. There we go. It says, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Now, what did God create first? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I'm just, just wanted you to quote the word. So here, you know, if he quoted the heaven and earth, what did he quote? What did, if he created the heaven and the earth, what did he create? He just told you. The heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. So you have to understand that's where God is. When God said the earth, he's talking about the Middle East, of course, but he's talking about the promised land. You got to understand that is the place that God put his temple. He didn't put his temple anywhere. He put it in the promised land. Now you got to really see this. So when you hear about the new covenant revelation, you know you the, you the very temple of God called what? You the body of Christ. So you got to understand that the promised land is in here. Everything God promised you is in Christ. See, now Christ is the land. Why they, why they want to go to a land flowing with milk and honey? Because that's Christ. See, the land that flowing with milk and, honey, milk and honey was Christ. That's in you. It's not gone. It's in you now. It's been fulfilled. But I, my job is to get you to understand the word. Three things. Hear it, believe it, and trust it. That's what I'm trying to bring you to. See, until you don't fear no more. So you hear people outside shooting their guns on New Year's night, pow, pow, pow. You can say, thank God it would not come near me. See, you don't have to run, run down the basement in fear and hide in the closet and hope that nothing come through my door. All that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? All right. Now, watch what it says in Psalm 66 and verse 1. That where's the house? Where's the house that you would build? First of all, you ask him about the house. Then he says, and where is the place of my rest? Both are the same thing. Your rest is in Christ. So you have to understand that's where your soul found rest in Christ. That's why Christ is called Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1 this morning. I read it for you. Genesis chapter 2 is called what? The Sabbath, the Sabbath. Some of y'all know, but you don't want to say it. The Sabbath. The word Sabbath means what? Rest. Right. So where's the place of his rest? Where's his Sabbath? Christ is his Sabbath. Where's Christ? In you. Now here it is, you in Christ and Christ in you, why you don't have rest. So you got to be able to understand that that's where your soul is in rest, is in Christ. All right. You're not going to go to heaven once you die. You've got to get in Christ now. All right. Now, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go back to Psalm 91. 
I'm not going to read all of Psalm 91 because this is what I did this morning. In Psalm 91 and verse 1, we're just going to read a little bit. Psalm 91 and verse 1. And verse 1 says, He that dwelleth, said, that's me. I'm going to ask you to read. I'm going to ask you, would you please read? All right, here we go. Read. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, said, that's my soul, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, you got, you got to see this. When God talks about uh, secret place, he's talking about the unseen place because it's secret. He's talking about the hidden place. He's talking about the unknown place in the Old Covenant. I'm going to show you it's concealed. The Old Testament was what? Concealed. Christ was in all the Old Testament wording, but you couldn't name that word. You couldn't use that word Christ. Now, I want to take you to just a few of these, and I want you to put this down. It talks about uh, tell no man. Look at Matthew chapter 8. You'll see this. I've I got about so many of them here. I'm going to give you a couple. Matthew chapter number 8, verse 1 through 4. We, we'll come back to this. Um, see, they were not to, in the old covenant, even when he did some work, they were not to tell anybody because they were not to make him known. Because that's how they will be saved. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to start reading verse 4. See, this is why you're going to realize why did Jesus Christ tell nobody don't tell people not to tell people who he is. All right. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. Verse 1 says, he says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thy will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched a leper. Remember, you're not to touch the leper, but Jesus touched him and said, I will be thy clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to them, see thou tell no man. Always when he did something, he said, do not tell no man. Now, why did he do that? Let me show you another one. See thou tell no man. Let's go to Matthew 16. Let's stop at 12, 12, 16. See, I got a lot of them. I don't, I'm just trying to. Matthew chapter 12, verse 16. Matthew is full of them. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 16. Verse 15. Verse 15, he did the miracle. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from this, and a great multitude followed him. Watch this. And he healed them all. Watch what he's going to tell them. And he charged them. That they, that they should not make him known. You see? Why? Because he's supposed to be secret. Until the new covenant, when the new covenant, he was revealed. So you have to understand, in the old covenant, he was concealed. New covenant, he was revealed. Let's show you one more. That's Matthew chapter 16 and verse 20. All through the word of God, plenty, plenty places that you'll see he did this exact same thing. In the old covenant. But now he's known. The word is out. Matthew chapter 16. And when you go down, let's go down and look at uh, uh, verse 20. Just one verse. Matthew 16 and 20. Are you there? Just one verse. Then charged he his disciples that they should not tell no man what? That would he was Jesus the Christ. See, you, you got to understand. Look how he worded this. Jesus the Christ. 
He didn't just say Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Christ. Right? All right. So you got you to understand when I get on that, I'm going to be teaching soon on, in that area. You got to understand how that was then. Jesus is the Christ. That's why in, in Acts chapter 2, let's go to Acts 2.36. Watch how he worded in Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. See, Christ is not Jesus' last name. See, they was not to tell, he was not to tell any man that who he was. Because only the Holy Ghost could show them who he was. That's 1 Corinthians, only the Holy Ghost. So in, first, in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 36, one verse, Acts 2, 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God hath made, now watch this, God has now passed him, has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, God has made him what? Both Lord and Christ. See, now he's Lord and Christ. That word Lord means all power. That's why when God raised him from the dead, now all power has been given to him in heaven and in earth. So now he's Lord and Christ. You see, when he was in the flesh, he could not be able to at the same time. Although he was the son of God and all power was given unto him, but he could not operate in none of it until he was raised from the dead. All right, now let's, let's go to work. So we're talking about Christ is God's secret place. I want to take you uh, and start over to Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 17 and verse 8 and 9. Let's go through some of the Psalms. Because if he's, if he's your secret place, it's where your soul lives. That's why it's called hiding place in the Old Testament. He's my hiding place. This is where your soul lives. You'll see it the next service. You're going to see it this service too. Uh, Psalm 36 and verse 7. Psalm 36 and verse 7. I'm sorry. 17, 8, and 9 first. We'll go to Psalm 36 next. Sa Psalm 17. Psalm 17, I'm sorry. And verse number 8 and 9. Psalm 17 and verse 8 and 9. So when you begin to see this, you'll know what, what, it's okay with your soul. See, you think stuff is going to destroy you sometime, but you got to understand something. Your soul is secured. Your soul is in the secret place. And you got to know that secret place is Christ himself. This is what David learned. David realized that Christ, uh, the enemy was trying to destroy his life. Saul of Tart. Saul. Saul was trying to destroy him, but he realized he couldn't get to his soul. So that's why all the old psalm that you look at, you'll hear him say, I love the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Why? Because what God had done with him, he had protected his soul from the enemy. You got to realize that. All right. Uh, psalm 17 and verse 8 and 9. Let's do with it. Keep me, he said, keep me as the apple of the eye. Say, tell the Lord keeps me as the apple of his eye. He hides me under the shadow of his wing. Now, God is not a bird, but he's talking about his arms. Under the shadow of his arms. Got it? All right, that's where you are. See, that's why nobody can get to you. You got to begin to see that nobody can get to you. Somebody say amen. All right, if they do, they can't do you no harm. 
Look at Psalm 36 and verse 7. Psalm 36 and verse 7. This might not be what you need, but on the first, day, first Sunday of a year, I know where my soul is. And I know my soul is in Christ, and my soul is divinely protected. I'm going to show you in your word that you have angelic beings already assigned to your soul. See, you're looking at the outward appearance. You've got to get in the spirit realm. You've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to be able to understand that you are somebody very important to God. And there's not a day that he's not watching you. You are the apple of his eye. I, I want you to understand something. The Old Testament has ended. I know a lot of people trying to quote the Old Covenant, whatever, but this is New Covenant because I'm telling you who the, who is the secret. He that dwells in the secret place. I could just say that and still stay in the Old Covenant. But when I tell you who the secret is, the secret is out. We're in the New Covenant. That's who Christ is. And that's why Paul preached Christ because that's where the church is. The church dwells in Christ. And you don't have to worry about anything. He got you covered. Yes, sir. Psalm 36 and verse 7. When you get there, say amen. amen. All right, verse 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. That's right. And verse 8, eight says, they shall be abundantly satisfied. See, if you just take him at his word, you don't have to worry about being satisfied if you are under the shadow of the Almighty. He said, you shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light we shall see light. You got to understand. Continue, he said, thy loving kindnesses unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto the upright in the heart. God looks at you, because you're in Christ, that you are righteous, you're upright, you're holy. All those words, but he got to get you to believe it. Somebody say amen. All right, Psalm 18. No, one more, Psalm 60, 61. God. Psalm 57, verse 1. I'm trying to pass on, but I can't do that one. Psalm 57, verse 1. Be merciful, O Lord God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul, what? Trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings, I will make, I make my refuge. You have, you, have you ever seen a bird, how a bird gets in a tree, and the bird is there through the storm? The wind blows all the way down. That, the bird just rocks in, in, the, in, that, in that branch. If that branch don't break, he got a safe haven. Only way he gets thrown out, the branch break. That's why you in Christ, and the wind can blow you all the way down and pull you all the way back. Not going nowhere. Why? Because you established. Whew. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful for thou, my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, the shadow of thy wings, and I would make my refuge until these calamities be passed. They're going to overpass. So whatever storm coming through your life, guess what? It's going to pass. This too shall pass. Psalm 63. One more. Psalm 63. 
Psalm 63. That's why you got to come to a place where you go stop worrying and just rest. Psalm 63. And verse number three. This is one of the songs that I love so much. I always tell Renee to sing this as a choir. This is it. Mocking your Bible. Your love and kindness is better than life. It's an awesome thing to know that his love and kindness is, is better than life. Come on, let's read it. Because thy love and kindness is, is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. That's where you got to be at. Look at verse number seven. Why does he want to praise him? Because thou hast been my help. Has he been your help? Therefore, in the shadow of thy wing will I do what? I rejoice. That's what God wants you at, man. He don't want you worrying. You can't do nothing about it anyway. He's the only fixer. I say he's a fixer. So you don't have to be worried about you can't fix it. So why worry about it? That's why, man, when I'm going through things, man, I say, Lord, I'm going to bed and go to sleep. Because you are never slumber and you never sleep. It's no need both of us awake. Somebody say amen. Look at somebody say, just go to sleep, would you? Just go to sleep. Watch this. Psalm 61, I just passed one. I'm going to back up and get it. Psalm 61, verse 3 and 4. There's one button you keep hitting that keep cutting it off. You got to realize, paint it or something. Psalm 61, verse 3 and 4. For thou hast, let's read it. For thou hast been a shelter to me. How many of you have been a shelter to you? Right, you got to understand something. Just cause the wind go over your house don't mean your house so good. You don't understand. You see on TV, people have better houses than you got. They get torn down. Storms come and blow them away. It's not that. You got to understand. It's not how big our houses are. It's not how strong our houses are that keeps us. How many ever seen in on, it's tornadoes where all the houses on the block can be gone except one? Something, something going on right there. Because I sure want to find out who, who do they know the Almighty God. You got to understand something. It's the Lord who keeps you. You got to settle that right there. For thou hast been a shelter, in verse 3, Psalm 61, verse 3. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. He's giving God the praise. He's giving God the praise. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings forever. Selah. That's where you have to be at. That's Psalm 61. Psalm 18. I'm going to give you this one. Psalm 18, verse 1 and 2. You're going to bag back. Psalm 18. Psalm 18 just filled with... I could just read the Psalms all day because it talks about what God has done for my soul. I don't know about you, but there are times you be thinking, tornado coming. There have been people who in their house at night, and an earthquake took them away. We watch this stuff on television, how people are in their home, and the floods is in their house. What they going to do now? See, that's what I'm talking about. You just can't say it won't happen to you. It can happen to anybody. 
But I lived in a place where we had a little thumb. I, it, 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 it's like a hook. It got a little hole in it. You can feel about these. You got a little hole in one end. It's metal. And, and it's about an inch and a half long. And it has like a little point on it. That's all we have for a lock. We put that thing on our house, our door. That wind, that thing never broke. I lived there all my life, or uh, uh, biggest of my life. I never seen the wind blow it open. Never. That's why David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I never. Never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen his children begging bread. Somebody ought to get a Lord praise. Psalm 18, watch what's, they, all of this is some of the things that David had gone through in his life as a, as a king. But he was a young man, and, and, and he was hated by Saul. Saul wanted him killed. He put people out to kill David. But he didn't realize that God loved David. And God was never going to let anybody hurt who he loved. How many know God love you? Amen. Psalm 18, watch this. I will love the Lord, love thee, O Lord, my strength. I, the Lord is my rock. Remember, David was a musician. I, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. Now, I, I, there's, there are seven of these things. It, that means he could have gone on. Watch this. The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my God. He's my strength in whom I trust. He's my buckler. And he's the horn of my salvation. And then he could have just stopped, but he didn't stop. He said, he's my hot tower. Somebody say amen. It's an awesome thing. He could go on and on. Why? Because nobody can get to David. That's what he's saying. You can't get to me. Because the Lord is my salvation. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, I want to go back and show you something that I showed you last week. And you'll take a moment. Let's go to... Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 49. I was going to give you this morning. John, chapter 1, and verse 49 and 50. And let's, let's see this so we can appreciate it, okay? I, when God showed me stuff like this, it, it caused me to appreciate him more. I love the Lord, but he called me to love him more. The Gospel of John, chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 49 and 49 and 50 and 51. Just those three verses. Now, Nathaniel is, is, is coming to be one of his disciples. But in verse 49, John 1, 49, it said, Nathaniel answered and says, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Now, he just met Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe thou, thou shalt see greater things than thee. Watch what he said you're going to see. And he said to them, Verily I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angel of God asked two things. Heaven going to open, you're going to see heaven open. And then you're going to see the angel of God ascending and descending up on the Son of Man. Where they're going to be descending at? Up on the Son of Man. Now let's go back to Genesis where he quoted this from. Genesis 28 verse 10. You're going to see heaven open. An angel descending and ascending up on the Son of Man. So when you see this verse in, over here in Genesis, they are the same. They worded different, 
Because God wants you to know they are the same. Somebody said they are the same. Yeah, that's how the King James teaches us. You have to see what God said, and they are the same. So the angels that was ascended and descended up on the Son of Man. Genesis 28. I'm in Exodus. That's why you're number five in Romans. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. Genesis 28 and 10. That's what I want the screen to say. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. The angel was acid and descended upon the Son of Man. You're going to see, Nathaniel, the angels ascended and descended upon the Son of Man. Talking about himself, right? <sighs> you, you agree? Who, who said they agree over it? Thank you so much. All right. The angel was asking, I'm trying to show you something. So you understand how the Old Testament, the angel was going to ask it and descend upon who? The Son of Man, the person, the Son of Man. And I'm going to show you why. Because he is God's secret place. So if you realize that angels ask it and descend up on the house of God, that's you. That's me. So you got to understand this book was about you. Watch this. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 10, Jacob went out from Bethsheba and he went to Herod. I'm going to come to your camera, sir. He went to Herod. In verse number 11, and he lighted up on a certain place. Now watch the word place. Every time you get the word place, underline it. He lighted up on a certain place. Tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and he put them forth for a pillar and lay down in that place place to sleep and he dreamed behold a ladder was set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God here it is ascending and descending up on that place somebody say up on that place and behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the God of Abraham thy father wait a minute the God the Lord was standing above that place Ooh. He saw the Lord standing over and watching over that place. He said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father. I am the God of Isaac, the land wherein thy lie to thee will I give it and thy seed. Go down to verse 16. He saw the Lord standing over that place. Verse number 16. And Jacob wake out of his sleep and said, surely the Lord is where? In this place. What if I know what that place was? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. God is watching over that place. Verse 17, he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This place is none other but the house of God. God is standing over, watching over that place. But it's not a place. Keep going. And verse number 19, Go to verse 19. He called the name of that place Bethel. The definition of Bethel is the house of God. It's the house of God. Bethel is what? God is watching over that place. See, you think of this building. It's not, it's you. You're the place that God put his name. You're the place that God lives. The secret place is your heart. All right, 
Watch what he said. Bethel, but the name of that city was called Luz. Look at verse number, uh, keep reading, verse number 20, 20. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in the way I go, I will give and give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's what? God's house. How many know that's who you are now? You are God's house. Let me show you something that God says about his house. All right, go to uh, Joshua chapter 5 and verse 1. Joshua chapter 5. See, you have to stay, you have to hear what God, see, what, one of the greatest things we do is fight our own battles. It's not our responsibility. You're God's house. Not, that ain't your house no more. It's God's house. Look at Joshua chapter 5. I'm going to back up to Joshua chapter 2 verse 5 after this, but I want to go to Joshua chapter 5. Watch what God's going to tell Joshua. Joshua chapter 5 verse 1. When you get this, say amen. There it is. And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which was on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanite, which was on the sea, heard that the Lord has dried. The Lord, this is what they heard. They heard that the Lord had, they heard what the Lord did. What you do don't frighten nobody. Watch this. When they heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel, until they were all passed over. Remember the same thing happened when they came out of Egypt. God dried up the Red Sea. Now he dries up Jordan for his people to pass over. Well, when the people on the other side realized that God is with these people, he just dried up the whole Jordan River and let them cross over. Watch what's going to happen. Their hearts melted. Neither was the spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Now watch this. Go back to Joshua chapter 2 and verse 9. This is what God said to Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. We're just going to look at verse 9 for time's sake. This person met Joshua when he went over to the promised land. Watch what she's going to say to him. Joshua chapter 2 and verse 9. She said to the man, I know that the Lord has given you the land. I already know. And that your terror is falling upon us. And all that the inhabitants of the land, it faints. They faint because of you. He hasn't done nothing. Because the Lord is in the house. If you could understand how powerful it is to know that God is in this chapter 14, verse 15. 1 Samuel. See, we, we get in a place of fear because we don't know what God is. The new covenant said, if God be for us, who can be against us? The psalm says, if it had not been the Lord, I, I'm going to try to go to as many as I can. If it had not been the Lord on my side. When you realize God be with you, no weapon formed against you can prosper. First Samuel chapter 14, verse 15. That's why I don't worry about nothing. I don't worry about nothing. First Samuel chapter 14 and verse number 15. The Bible said, and there was trembling in the host in the field. 
And among all the people of the garrison and the soldiers, they all trembled and the earth quaked. So it was a very great trembling. Why was that? Because God did it. Israel would go fight a battle and they, they, when they, before they got there, fear was all in the people. Because God would allow the earth to quake. You got Samson. You watch Samson and people just can't understand. He killed uh-uh, 3,000 men with a jawbone of an ass. You just can't fathom that. It's just like one man, what, where he put all the people? They showed a movie where he, how he was backing up. They had a jawbone. They kept coming up on him. Every time they come up on him, bam, bam, bam. And they had a whole road full of dead men as he was backing up. Come on, get it. So, but you know who was, you know who was fighting this battle? Somebody ought to tell me who was fighting this battle. It's no way in the world you... Man, when I see how awesome my God is, I can't do nothing but praise him. That's all I can do. All I can do is give him the praise. Go to Deuteronomy 29 and 29. Deuteronomy 29 and 29. This is why the word of God had to be revealed. When God wants you to have something, he'll reveal it to you. That's what he did in the new covenant. Everything new covenant is yours. It's already been Lord, go somewhere and sit down somewhere. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Come on, read it. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. As long as the secret is, is belong to God. But once he revealed it, it's mine. I came in here today to tell you when you can believe that all the stuff that was hidden in the old covenant is one man, Christ Jesus. Everything that God was trying to get you to see in the old covenant, every man, when he used Adam, Adam is a type of Christ. When he used Noah, only righteous man type of Christ. When he used Abraham, the father of multitude. When he used Isaac, the son of the living God. When he used Jacob, he is the multiplier of the church. He the one had all the women and all the babies. He is all. See, every, all the way down, he's King David. He fought all the battles and turned all the blessings over to Solomon. He is the man. Every book, he is the Jonah that's in the whale belly. That when he got tired of him, he had to spit him out. See, everything in the old covenant was a type and a shadow of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody give him some praise and glory in this house. You got to know this book is about one man. And it's our Lord. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, Deuteronomy 29, 29. Let's read that together. The secret thing belongs to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed. Well, let me ask you a question. Is the New Testament revealed? Well, if the New Testament revealed, it belongs to us. And our children forever, that we may, they have to do the law. We don't have to do the law, but everything that has been revealed in the, in the new covenant is belonged to us. So when God talks about all the riches in Christ, all the blessings in Christ, God has united us. This, 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 is, how, this is how, I want you to put on the screen 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. I want you to hear this out the NLT Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. You got to understand something. God has united us together with Christ. Now Christ, watch, watch how he said this. 
That's why everything in the new covenant is yours. You never have to worry about, like I told you before, if you go for an application for a job, they only got one job, guess who's going to get it? That's how you got to feel. Because your father owns everything. All the blessings of the old covenant is for the righteous. And once you're in Christ, guess what? He's talking about you now. NLT, we're going to put one verse on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 in the NLT. That's what we're going to put on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Let's read together. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, whom God has made us. Is that the NLT? Yeah, I want the NLT. I want to show them how it's worded in the New Living Translation. Here we go. Here we go. That's the first. That's why I want this. Watch this. God has united us. Come on, read with me now. God has united. Listen, God has united you. Come on, you use your word me. Come on. God has united me with Jesus Christ. See, I'm united with him. The word united means I'm joined. Listen, we are one. God has joined me with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, for our benefit. Why did he do it? For our benefit. Come on. Come on, he's for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. The person now is wisdom. Come on, Christ himself is the wisdom. Christ made us right with God. Come on, say it. Christ made us right with God. He has made us, this is where the church reneges at here. See, I'm going to show you, he made us holy and pure. See, you got to see your soul. You got to stop seeing that flesh. You got to be transformed. Stop looking at your flesh. Your flesh will never be holy. There's no good thing in the flesh. You can wash flesh and it still smells. I'm not talking about your flesh. Now let's read like he's talking to you. You are a soul. Uh, you live in a body. Come on. God has united me with Jesus Christ. My soul is united with Christ Jesus for my benefit. God has made him to be wisdom for me. Christ made me, my soul, right with God. He made, us, he made my soul pure and holy, and he freed my soul from, I've been freed from sin. We're talking about your soul. But you know, you know what happens? When it gets there, when the rubber meets the road, that's where unbelief creeps in it. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, guess what? You can't see it. Let me say it again. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you cannot see it. Otherwise, you can't believe it. That's what he's done for us. But we cannot operate in this new covenant unless we are who he say we are. And we got to believe. Like I told you, you got to be able to believe what God said about you. See, I'm giving you the 100 fold today. You got, you, got, you, got to be able to, you got to be able to believe this stuff. Go to Psalm 3. Let's walk a few down. I got eight minutes. Psalm 3. 
Let me see how, how strong your faith is. Oh, yeah, the Deuteronomy 2. I get to that one. Thank you. I hope. That was Deuteronomy 2, 25, as a matter of fact. But let me get some of these. Uh, let's go to Psalm 3. Then we're going to go to Psalm 9. We're going to do a few of these in the Psalm. Thank you, Lord. Psalm chapter 3. Now, this, this is what I want you to see. Start verse 1. I want you to write down, he sustained me. That word sustained, S-U-S-T-A-I-N-E-D. He sustained me. So you got to understand, this word he sustained me, mean number one, he gives me all that I need to keep going. God Almighty. Woo! Some of y'all just don't get it. Y'all have not been at a, a point where you didn't think you're going to make it. Listen, but the word said he gives me all that I need so I can keep going. Hallelujah. He sustains me. Sustain me. He strengthens my soul so we can keep going. I don't know if you've been somewhere where you think you want to throw in the towel and give up. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But let me tell you something. God strengthens your soul so your soul can keep going. Hallelujah. That's why the psalmist said, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. He sustains me. That's Psalm 3. We're going to read in a moment. Psalm 3. He gives me all that I need to keep going. He strengthens my soul. He's, he's, he's support, he, he supports my soul. I say he supports my soul. Hey, not only that, he maintains my soul. And then he supplies my soul with substance. So my soul is satisfied. My soul don't have to get satisfied on a Budweiser. My soul is satisfied with him. He satisfies my soul. How does Psalm, Psalm 3. Here we go. Lord, how they increase their trouble me. This is David. Many are they that rise up against me. Many be that which say um, to my soul, there's no help. <laughs> this is what the enemy said about David. He doesn't have nobody helping. But God said, for, in, for him in God. There's nobody to help him in God. But thou, Lord, are a shield for me. Lord, you are my glory. Lord, you are the lifter up of my head. I don't care what I'm going through. The Lord keeps me lifted up. Hallelujah. Then David says, I cry to the Lord. With my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. How many know where he heard me out of? He's right here. You got to understand. There he was in the temple in the hill, but here he's here. So when you cry out, he's right here. Watch what David said in verse 5. I laid me down and slept. He was talking about a cave. He was inside of a cave where Saul was looking to kill him. Saul went in the cave and all his men and laid down that night and went to sleep. David was in the back of the cave. 
And, and, and the Lord had caused spiders to spread spider webs all over the cave in the back so his men didn't want to go back there. It was so dark and bad. And David was back there laying out sleep. David says, David says, I laid me down sleep, and when I awake, for the Lord sustained me. That's what you got to understand. Every day of your life, he keeps you. Every night you lay down, the Lord keeps you. And then he wakes you up in the morning with a brand new strength. I guarantee you feel better when you get up in the morning than you, when you did last night. With your, just think about it. Just think about it. I said, just think about it. How tired you were when you laid down, and then when you got up this morning, you were refreshed. If it had not been the Lord. Watch what David says. I would not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have shut themselves against me round about. Because those are the army that were watching for David. Watch what he said to the Lord. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. That's what he reminded him, just like Samson killed all those people. God, you did that? I'm not worried about these enemies. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Thy blessings upon thy people, and we are his people in the new covenant. Somebody give the Lord another big hand clap of praise. Psalm 37. I'm sorry, I didn't do 9-9. Nine, nine. Psalm 9, that's why I'm starting down, I'm, I'm going through. Psalm 9 and verse 9, thank you so very much. Ooh, he sustained me, that, that, that sustained me just. See, I'm going to do Isaiah 32, I'm not going to it. Isaiah 32, 1 through 3. A man shall be as a hiding place. I'm going to have to go to that. I just See, some of y'all don't realize he is, he is our hiding place. When God puts you in Christ, he puts you in hiding. You are in a secret place where the enemy can't get to you no more. All the things that the enemy did to your soul, he cannot do that no more. God has secured you. He has put you in Christ. Psalm 99, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. He's a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thy Lord has not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doing. Tell people what God has done. When he make an acquisition for blood, he remembers them. He, forget, he forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Have mercy, O Lord, have mercy. Consider my trouble, which I suffered them. I've suffered of them that hate me. Thou that lifted up, always he lifted them up. He lifted up from the gates of death, that I may show forth thy praise. Why do God wake you up in the morning? So you can show forth your praise. Why do God bring you out of trouble? So you can show forth his praise. Why did God deliver you? So you can show forth his praise. Why is God blessing you? So you can show forth his praise. That's why he said, I will rejoice in thy salvation. 
That's how you got to learn. You got to understand. Look, go to Isaiah 32, 1 through 3. Isaiah. My trust is in a, in a man, but his name is Christ Jesus. Psalm 32. Isaiah 32, verse 1. We're just going to do three verses. We're going to be done. I could go on and on and on and on. Talking about him. Somebody say amen. amen. He is our strength in the time of trouble. You got to understand that when you're going through something, it's when he'll manifest his strength in your life. Amen. I don't think you hurt me. When you're going through something, you're going through God will manifest his strength in your life. It was Apostle Paul who learned this also. He said, but when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Why? Because God's grace is sufficient for me. That's why he said, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My God Almighty. Psalm 32 and verse 1. Behold, a king shall reign. He's reigning right now in righteousness. And princes shall rule in judgment. And a man, and a man shall be as a hiding place. That's, that's who he is. One man. God put you in a man called Christ Jesus. He's your hiding place. He's your hiding place from the wind, from the covert, from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. And the eyes of them that see shall not be dim. The ears of them shall hear and hearken. That's why when he came, he opened the eyes of the blind, the ears of the dumb. That's why he did, because he's a man that you can hide in. If, if you're here today, if you don't know this man, this man's name is Christ Jesus. And brother, I tell you one thing, he's be a hiding place for you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've been doing. He will hide you. Somebody say amen. You just got to trust him today. He will hide you from everything you're going through. Matthew chapter 6, let me show you this here. You can read it later. Watch what Jesus says. You can read it later, but this is what he was talking about. Matthew chapter 6. You can stand up on your feet when you find it. This is what you're going to have to see. Matthew chapter 6. You can read it later. Watch what Jesus says. Now you know what he meant. And verse number 4. Do your arms in secret, he says. And your father which sees in secret shall reward you open. Well, how's he looking at me in secret? Right here. Verse 6 says, But thou, when you pray in your closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father which is in secret. Your father is in here. I say your father is in here. He said, pray to him in secret. He that seeth in secret shall ward you open. He's talking about in Christ. And then thou in verse number nine, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which are in heaven. He's in, he called heaven, but it's secret. It's in Christ. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Verse 18. That thou appear not unto men the fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And your Father which seeth in secret. He keeps saying, he see you in secret in Christ shall reward you openly. 
Verse number 30. Lay not up for yourself treasure in heaven. On earth, I'm sorry. Don't lay up your treasure on, in, in earth. But lay your treasure up in heaven. Where neither moss nor rust nor corrupt. He's talking about in Christ. He's talking about in here. Because you got to know where Christ is. Christ in you. He is your hope for glory. Everything God has for you, he has put it in Christ. And he put Christ in you. Somebody give the Lord a great big hand. Come on, come on, I'll stop right there. Get the Lord a big hand. Where do your help come from? Where do your help come from? Where's the Lord? Right. You got to know where he is. So when Psalms say, all of my help comes from the Lord, you got to know where he is. They knew in the old covenant that he was in the holy place. He was in the temple in Jerusalem. That was called the place where God put his name. But it's not a temple in Jerusalem no more. It's right here. So you gotta understand something. God is in his holy temple, which is us. If you have Christ in you, say amen. So you don't have to ever worry again. I say you don't have to ever worry again.